Hello, fellow Rebel Capitalists. Hope you're well. So another bank might go bust. For all of you who thought the banking crisis was over, unfortunately, you are wrong. Let's get right into this article from wolfstreet.com. But before we do, I want to remind everyone that your tickets to Rebel Capitalist Live ASAP this is going to be the premier investment conference, Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. Speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, just to name a few. Got some VIP guests like my good buddy Robert Kiyosaki, Steve Van Meter, Tracy Shukart, uneducated economist. This is an event that you're not going to want to miss. So get your tickets ASAP at rebelcapitalslive.com. All right, let's get over to Wolf Street and check this out. First Republic discloses it's a zombie shares after jumping 12% during the day in anticipation of something wonderful. <laughs> I love the language here. It's great. Plunge 22% after hours. Now within a hair of the March low. What happened in March? Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, Credit Suisse all went bust. So if you remember First Republic was right up there with Silicon Valley Bank. So when it was having problems, everyone thought that uh, First Republic would go bust as well because it had a similar balance sheet. So the problems that Silicon Valley had on the asset side and the liability side, First Republic had them as well. But everyone thought that the Fed came in, set up the facility. Okay, coast is clear. Unemployment rate's low. So we can go back to this booming economy narrative. What they didn't understand is just like 2008, when you have a crisis situation, it plays out in waves. It doesn't just happen over a week and then, oh, it's done. We can forget about it. Getting back to the article, First Republic San Francisco Bank that started teetering in March when Stupid Valley Bank <laughs> was <laughs> when they had all their problems. We all know what happened there. So let's see, their deposits have been declining massively. And I guess they just reported that their deposits declined by 41%. That would be $72 billion. And we're talking about First Republic. But uh, those deposits included $30 billion that 11 large banks deposited at the bank in March to prop it up. I see. So without this influx of $30 billion, deposits would have dropped by 50%. Okay, so he's telling you how much the deposits plunged back then, but he says, keep in mind, this included an addition of $30 billion. So if it wasn't for the $30 billion, they would have dropped by more than 41%, probably somewhere around 50%. And again, this is according to Wolf Richter at wolfstreet.com. So now he's going over what the Fed did to try to paper over the problem. Uh, they thought that it was a solution. The market thought otherwise, or else the yield curve would have steepened back up. And instead, it's still very, very problematic to say the least. So getting back to the specifics with this uh, what First Republic, they say it had 13 billion in cash, cash equivalents as of March 31 and 10 billion April 21st. Wow, geez, did you hear that? So down $3 billion, <laughs> and that's a lot of money to lose. Man, I get pissed off if I lose like 10 grand. 
<laughs> they just lost three billion in the last, not even in the last month, from March thirty first to April twenty first. Yikes! Plus, it has unused borrowing capacity. The Fed, okay, well, it hasn't worked uh, too well up to this date, at least not for this bank. So the apocalypse, again, I love the wording that this guy uses, hasn't yet struck. But I believe the thrust of this article is it's very near. And you can tell that due to the fact that the share price is right back down to where it was in March when Silicon Valley Bank went bust. Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Got a quick question for you. Are you someone that realizes we are headed straight for an economic recession? maybe even worse. Do you also realize that the government is trying to restrict your freedom, liberty, and privacy on a daily basis? We've all heard in the news lately about central bank digital currencies, and it's not a matter of if we get them, it's simply a matter of when. But although you know we're facing all of these problems, you don't know what to do about it. How do you protect your wealth or grow your wealth when we're dealing with a very volatile economic environment? Or how do you maintain or increase your freedom and privacy when we have this woke Orwellian government that's trying to micromanage your life? Well, fortunately, got some good news for you. I have set up an event that is focused on helping you, the rebel capitalist, find solutions to these problems. It's all set up to help you build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments. That event is Rebel Capitalists Live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. We're going to have speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, Robert Barnes, just to name a few. So to get more information on how you can attend this incredible event that's going to give you actionable intel that will help you prepare for the rest of 2023 and beyond, go to rebelcapitalistlive.com and I will see you in Orlando. He gives more specifics. First Republic's net interest margin shriveled to 1.77% Q1 from 2.45% Q4 last year. So, I mean, it is just on a downward decline, but this decline is not happening slowly. This is just, I mean, you got the pedal of the metal driving straight toward a brick wall. And then they talk about how the asset side of the balance sheet had the same problems as Silicon Valley Bank, or still does. Uh, It says the bank holds low-yielding long-term treasury securities and mortgage-backed securities. It is bought during the free money era. And it issued many fixed rate loans during the era and the interest rates will not change over time, but it's short-term costs of funding have jumped, right? So let's think about this. They're desperate for deposits. So let's assume they're paying maybe 50% or 50%, 50 basis points on their deposits prior to Silicon Valley bank. But now they're, they're desperate. So they have to increase what they're paying on the liability side of their balance sheet. In other words, they have to increase what they're paying customers so those customers keep their deposits at First Republic or whatever the name of this bank is. So their short-term funding costs go from 50 basis points up to fill in the blank. Let's, I'm not sure where it is now, but let's just assume that it's 3%. 
while at the same time, the asset side of your balance sheet hasn't changed because those assets would include fixed rate loans that they issued and treasuries that haven't matured. So you buy a treasury at 1% and you hold it to maturity. Okay, fine. But if, so that asset is yielding 1%, but if the short-term funding costs, the liability, you have to pay out 3%, 4%. That's a quick trip to the poorhouse, as Jim Rogers would say. That dog don't hunt. When you're paying out 4% or 3% and you're only getting 1%. Those aren't exact numbers. I'm just using them so you understand the concept and understand why they are still in serious, serious trouble and most likely why their share price has gone right back down to where it was. And let's think about this. So after the Fed comes in, yay, they saved the day. They set up this funding facility or whatever tool that they have. And then the Janet Yellen comes in and says, well, we're FDIC is going to cover all the depositors. And then Wall Street, CNBC, Bloomberg goes right back to saying, okay, nothing to see here. This was never a problem. All you fear mongers on YouTube, you just go shut up and hide in your little cave with your tinfoil hat. Because once again, the central planners have saved the day. They've come to the rescue. Share price goes straight up. And now reality sets in. And they start reporting their numbers and the share price comes right back down to what where it was because the market realizes that the Fed didn't save anybody. The central planners can't fix this problem. And that's what the yield curve and the smart money has been telling us over the last nine months to a year. And that's why after the Fed came in with their stupid facility or tool that the yield curve didn't show any improvement. And then they show this chart that I use in the thumbnail of their actual share price. And that tells the whole story right there. Bottom line, First Republic is most likely going to go the way of Silicon Valley Bank. We'll have to see how this plays out. But even if they don't, they've been relegated to the Japanese banking system. <laughs> what I mean by there's this zombie bank that if they weren't being propped up by the central planners, if the free market actually was allowed to work, they would immediately go bust. So you say, George, what's the problem there? Why not have all these zombie banks? And why not just prop up everybody? Because that eliminates Schumpeter's creative destruction, among many other things, and makes the economy far less efficient. And the less efficient the economy is, the fewer goods and services we provide or create. And you guys know from watching my videos that the true measurement of wealth it's not how many currency units you have. It's not how much gold you have or Bitcoin or anything else. It's how many goods and services can an economy create. And if we're creating fewer goods and services because of all these zombie banks, then I don't care how many currency units we have. I don't care what M2 does. As a society, we will be poorer. All right, guys, as always, I want to make sure that you have a great day. Stand up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and make sure you get your tickets to Rebel Capitalist Live, ASAP at rebelcapitalistlive.com. See you in the next video, and I will see you in Orlando May 12th through the 14th.